I'm here with Hockey Hall of Famer, Stanley Cup champion, two-time Olympic gold medal winner, owner of a successful travel business, beautiful family, and on top of that, well, actually, maybe even more important than that, joining today, <laughs> Chris Pronger in the elite few who've uh, the two-time Playing Field Community Podcast. So welcome. Yes, thank you. Thanks for having me. I had to like abbre- I had to like abbreviate that intro because like I could have kept going on with accolades and accolades. I just didn't want you to, uh, you know, just get too big of a head here before we, you know, jump in. That's but right. it's uh, everything good with you. It's good to see you. Everything's great. Yeah, we're uh, we're busy. Just had uh, our middle son graduate high school, so now we're we've got two uh, kids off to college, and now our daughter will be uh, a rising ninth grader. So we'll have a high schooler, and that's uh, slowly working our way through uh, through the schooling system. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I was I was gonna ask, right? Like you, you just see on social media, you obviously have just such a beautiful family and. Like on the kids are getting older, like, and you do, you will talk about it today that just like you are, seems like busier than ever, you know, how do you balance it all? Like between taking time for yourself, your family and the businesses? Yeah, I think you need to, you know, obviously set boundaries and, and I'm a, uh, I'm pretty type A. So my schedule is pretty, <laughs> pretty locked in, uh, you know, at least two or three, four weeks uh, in advance, just trying to map out you know, whether it's kids lacrosse games or, uh, you know, school events or, uh, you know, just, you know, whether it's playing golf or relaxing or going out to charitable events or dinners or what have you and trying to build that in while still realizing that I'm a bit of a homebody and I like sitting at home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was it hard not pushing your kids towards hockey? They, they played, uh, Oh man, they played from like four or five up until uh, my oldest one played till he was 14. And yeah. then just, you know, the, you could tell they didn't have the passion. They, they you know, it wasn't, uh, they maybe had other uh, sports that they may have liked better. And, and yep. you know, you can tell when you see somebody playing and, and they don't look like they're having fun. And they, uh, I asked my middle son initially, I said, you, you don't look like you're having fun. Do you, do you want to play hockey? And he said, no, I'm okay. I go, okay, good. Yeah. So as soon as the middle one quit and started playing basketball and, and lacrosse and doing his own thing, that's when my older son was like, man, he's having a lot of fun over there. I like it. <laughs> that looks yeah, fun. Yeah. So then uh, uh, the next, that, that next year he quit and uh, started playing basketball and lacrosse and, and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm the other side of the coin to, to some of the dads where, I'm not driving them. I already did it. I, for, you know, I, you know, thought about the game every waking second and lived and breathed and died by, by the sport. And, and, you know, it was a passion of mine. And, you know, you can tell uh, when your kids aren't fully invested in something, you, you, you get that vibe and, and that energy off them. And, you know, you want them to play sports because you know how good it is for them, and, you know, yeah. from a social perspective, from a work ethic and discipline perspective. So, um, you know, they certainly were going to play a sport. It was just a, a team sport at that. So, you know, from that, I think they, they figure things out on their own and, and, you know, they're both, they just want to be with their friends and they want to have fun and they want to do all that kind of stuff. So they were good. They just weren't to that level. Yeah, for sure. 
Well, go, stepping back, you know, I've always appreciated your support from the early days of playing field and, you know, more specifically your uh, partnership we had through for a while there with well inspired travels, you know, and to remind everybody here, luxury real estate, uh, luxury real estate, <laughs> luxury travel company <laughs> that uh, maybe, maybe real estate's an extension. Maybe you guys uh, yeah. the, uh, to the real estate, but uh, no luxury travel company that you and your wife, Lauren uh, started and, uh, just remind us all about that, the uh, your company and, and what so, you guys are up to. Yeah, we're we're just yeah we're a boutique luxury travel company. Um, you know we're we're not for everybody. Uh, just like everybody's, uh, you know, not for us. We're not for everybody. Um, you know, typically like to really personalize each itinerary. Really try to get a thorough understanding of what people are looking to try to do. Uh, what the family dynamic looks like, what uh, whether it's a business, you know, corporate trip, retreat, or uh, a multi-gen trip, or, you know, couples getaway, what have you, uh, to really get a, a feel as to what you're trying to get out of it, what you're trying to do. And then uh, we kind of tailor it and cater it to, to that uh, on a very high-end level. Yeah, what I would say is that in just from our time together and listen to the, talking to the different community members here that it, it is like tailored travel and it's perfect for anybody that's listened to this it, part of the playing field community like it is perfect for you in, in that kind of level and that scale so what what level like, what are you seeing right now is kind of trends in the industry well obviously post-covid you know europe is has been booming now asia is open again so we're seeing a lot of that um yep. you know i think people just the you know you get you get that closed in mentality during the pandemic, and now it's like the the world is your oyster, and you know Europe's been huge, Spain, Portugal, Spain, south of France, uh, yeah. London, Paris, Italy, and Greece, Croatia, uh, Maldives, uh, Australia, New Zealand. You know now yeah. that they're kind of fully open again. Yeah. Um, you know, really, it just it, it's kind of reopened everybody's imagination to. And I think their passion for getting out and seeing things when you're kind of closed off and you're kind of sitting in your basement or you're sitting out in your patio and you can't go anywhere or yeah. you don't feel like you can go anywhere, you, you kind of rekindles that uh, that passion for travel and that passion for seeing new things and and learning about new cultures and destinations and 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 adventure. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure to include a link for everybody listening to uh, reach out to you. But this so this past weekend, uh, you're. In St. Louis, where your number 44 was retired before and for the inaugural 2023 St. Louis Blues Alumni Hockey Fest. Like, how was it? Bring back some old memories? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, seeing, you know, your number going the rafters like that. And 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 then, uh, you know, it seems pretty surreal. You don't play a sport to, you know, go in the Hall of Fame or, you know, have your number retired or anything like that. You're 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 playing for the, you know, the passion, the 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 thrill to compete and, and test your medal against the best in the world. And, um, you know, you want to win championships. You want to, you want to play against the best players in the world and, and see how you rank and see how you compare. And, and obviously you want to come away being, uh, with bragging rights and, and ultimately holding in our, in, in our sport, the Stanley cup. And, um, you know, you play in the Olympics, Olympic gold medal. So it, uh, it, it was, uh, a lot of fun, uh, to have all my buddies back and see, uh, see their kind of joy as they kind of grew up with me and saw, saw my exploits yeah. and, and, and kind of 
came with me from uh, a young age all the way up through the ranks. So it was uh, it was uh, more fun to watch them party and <laughs> enjoy the moment more so than me. Yeah. You sore today? Uh, you know, after uh, being out there? Uh, no, uh, it's uh, I, I I keep it to a dull roar. There you go, smart. Well, uh, I, I don't know how I missed this last time, but I saw you were on the cover of NHL 2000. Like, do, what do you remember from that? Like, when you first found out you were going to be on the cover, I mean, that that has to be a pretty cool moment. Yeah, you know what? I think that that whole EA uh, um, jinx, uh, I think, happened. Oh, wow, <laughs> That's okay. The- that's the year I won uh, the Hart Norris, and the next year I got hurt and broke my wrist, and uh, wow. everything everything went sideways from there. So, I apparently that EA jinx is real. Wow! <laughs> I think if you talk to most people that have been on the cover, it seems like that next year something happens, usually not in a good way. Right. Uh, but but it was pretty cool, you know, to be on the the cover of a game like that, and and. Uh, you know, you get the best scores. You're uh, you're typically the best player in the game. <laughs> so that helps. That's awesome. Do you still have copies? Cred with the kids. Exactly. I was going to ask, have your kids played it? Or it's probably like it looks like it's not an interest to them, is it? Uh, you no, know, it looks ancient. Um, yeah. yeah. The the graphics from 2000 to 2023 are completely different, but yeah, uh, it's still cool, and you're That's still awesome. The best, if not one of the best players in the game, being on the cover. So that helps. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, you uh, recently had a big announcement with the launch of JRNY Whiskey, which you started with your brother, Sean, who also played hockey. You know, we definitely have some whiskey drinkers here in the brief. So tell us all about it and how it came to be. Yeah, no. So it's been uh, the journey whiskey. Uh, Our tagline is celebrate your victories. Be proud of your scars. Enjoy the journey. And really, you know, the the name of the, the journey is uh you know basically about celebrating the journey of life celebrating uh the ups the downs you know typically uh when my brother and i were growing up and and you know something good would happen we'd sit down with a glass of whiskey and talk and and kind of rekindle and rehash all the the joys of life and then when you have tough moments and 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 bad times you you know you have a glass of whiskey and talk about it and and kind of you know better days are ahead so it's just really more about life and and the journey of life and and uh the ups and downs and and how we can you know be a part of it now with the journey and and uh it's 100 percent canadian rye whiskey aged three years in a day in american oak barrel and three months in a proprietary barrel that uh basically cuts the burn so when you take your drink there's no burn uh there's a it's a sweet spicy finish and uh you know as we've kind of rolled out and kind of gotten a few bottles out into the marketplace to kind of test it out and get some feedback and see what people thought. Um, it, 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 we've, we've been getting rave reviews and, you know, male, female, whiskey drinkers, non-whiskey drinkers. Uh, everybody's been like, wow, this is really good. So we mm-hmm. we're, we're excited about uh, uh, the positioning of the brand. And then obviously the, the whiskey and as we like to call it the juice and how, you know, the process, we partnered with Niagara Falls Craft Distillers in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And uh, we're excited. It's, uh, uh, we're launching in Missouri and Southern Illinois. Uh, bottles will be in the stores next week. 
uh, May 22nd, I believe. Yes, May 22nd, we'll be in stores. And uh, yeah, we've had a few, uh, you know, we were did some store visits on Friday and had some of the folks at the various places try it and uh, they loved it. They're excited to get selling because it tastes so good. <laughs> I mean, it has to be a fun business venture, right? You just, get, you know, even especially at this point, right? Or even before you get to go try and kind of decide, you know, the adjust the flavor and all this. But now you get to go and have great conversations and drink whiskey, right? Like, was that part of the plan to like, all right, this is a good yeah. business to start? Yeah. You know, my brother brought it to me. Somebody, you know, brought the partnership to him and he's like, yeah, I think my brother might want to do it. So we start talking about it and being the type A that I am, I'm like, well, I'm only going to do it if I can have control over the flavor and the brand and, and, you know, be able to kind of position it the way, you know, I feel we should. And, uh, and, you know, they signed off on that. So I'm like, all right, well now we need to get the flavor profile set. And my brother and I would get sent samples and he's in California. I'm here in St. Louis. So we'd FaceTime one another and we'd test it. And, you know, we'd be like, all right, eh, I don't like the burn. I, I think we can alter that. I, but it's not, I don't think it's sweet enough. Maybe add a little spice. So we're going back and forth with the distiller. And, you know, my brother likes to call it the cold trickle from days of thunder when he's trying to talk to Robert Duvall about the car. Tom yeah. Cruise is like, I don't, I don't know anything about cars. And he's like, well, a wedge here and a wedge here. He's like, I don't know nothing. So we're, yeah. we don't know whiskey speak, but we know the flavors and, and kind of what we want wanted. So we would kind of talk it through with the distiller as to, okay, we want this. And he go, oh, you got to do this and add this. And we're like, sure. <laughs> Just if you do that and it tastes the way we yeah. think it will, uh, it's going to be awesome. And so we went through three different iterations of, you know, testing it, trying it uh, a couple different times, you know, in the in the, <laughs> in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, yeah. your taste buds are all different and, and just trying to get that flavor profile just right. And, uh, and now here we are 18 months later, we're getting ready to launch. And, uh, it took a little longer than I think we anticipated, but, uh, the wait is worth it because, uh, you know, we're excited about what we have, uh, in store for the consumer. So uh, um, I don't drink a lot of whiskey, but to, so I understand, like, what are the different like levers you can pull? Like, is it, is it the kind of the time that like, it's um just like the time that you let it like soak in the barrel? Is it the like sugar? Like, how do you decide on that distilling process? So this, 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 it's distilled four times and the, and Niagara Falls has as a limestone and that's uh -huh. the best water, you know, as the water comes over the falls and hits a limestone, it's it's kind of clear uh cleaning itself and and it's it's the best water in the world to make whiskey from mm. and so position a and and then uh you know the proprietary barrel cuts the alcohol uh so it's 44 percent. so that's why there's a 44 in homage to my number but the yeah. 44 is actually percent so it's cut a cool. little bit uh hence that kind of gets rid of the burn and then, you know, there's a few other things that uh, that we've done to kind of uh, play with the, the the flavor profile. Well, we'll we're going to feature Journey in our uh, wish list section. So people definitely uh, check it out and, and learn more there. But last time we, you know, spoke, you had a bunch of, you know, different business ventures going on. But more recently, um, you're an advisory board uh, for The Post, started by a fellow uh, brief community member, Christian Ponder. Brand ambassador for sports uh, interaction. So tell us more about both those. 
Yeah. So I, I've been talking to Christian for, I mean, there was an idea that he, he wanted to try to pursue and, and kind of figure out. And I had uh, met uh, one of his business partners, uh, one of his investors early on in the process and just kind of talked through what I might want, what, what's, you know, how that would look, you know, a, a part of a couple different clubs and, and, um, you know, peer groups and things of that nature and how, how they kind of work and what would, what I thought might be a good, uh, starting point for them. And, and, you know, obviously I'm sure he did that with a number of different people and, um, you know, as it kind of started to come to fruition, um, he reached back out to see if I wanted to go on the advisory board and, and, uh, and be a part of the launch and, and things of that nature and went into New York and did a speaking engagement and kind of walked through a you know, the DeMar Hamlin thing had just uh, happened and, and, you know, a couple, maybe a month or so earlier. So there was a lot of things that were kind of ever present uh, with what was going on in the athletic world. And, um, you know, talked a little bit about that and just my journey and, and kind of no pun intended, my journey. Um, <laughs> and uh, Cheers. You got to drink yes. every time you say it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Soon you know, we'll make a game up. And so, uh, you know, obviously – really liked the vision that Christian was, was talking about and, and, you know, how athletes can help athletes, you know, whether you're, you're a collegiate athlete, professional athlete, what have you, you, you've got to know hard work, discipline, uh, all the things that make athletes great and athletes who they are. Um, you can see, you know, as we went through the first training camp in, in New York a couple weeks ago, uh, the passion that everybody in the room had for helping one another build their businesses, advise on various situations that they're dealing with. You have a common understanding of what they've gone through in their life and, and you know, career number one, athletics, and then obviously, um, you know, 2.0, 3.0, wherever they are in, the, in their career arc. And so everybody's going to be at a different inflection point in their careers and you're able to kind of walk through what you what you've experienced and then obviously help others as they go through uh, maybe the same thing or, or, or an iteration of that. So, um, you know, excited to be uh, on the advisory board of that. And, and uh, they did an amazing job rolling out the training camp and, and they got great feedback from all those that attended and uh, looking forward to, to bigger and better with, with the post, that's for sure. And then sports okay. interaction was uh, a sports gaming company in, in Canada that, uh, uh <laughs> has rolled out uh the the commercial that i shot about a bajillion times <laughs> as people say i watch your commercial 15 times every hockey game yeah uh during the playoffs here so it's been uh, I've, I've been getting a lot of airtime uh but but they did a great job it was a i think a very well received commercial and and obviously you know sports betting is now woven uh throughout the sports community and you know the le leagues have invested in it uh you know a number of different companies are invested in gambling in some form or fashion so uh it's pretty common nowadays to you know obviously betting of some sort so yeah um it's uh it's been a lot of fun that's awesome so i uh i see you're a, a whoop guy and and uh, you know i'm curious you know as a you know former athlete all that like how do you use the data that you get there, you know, to kind of plan your workouts and, and continue to stay in shape and healthy? Yeah, I, I kind of use the whoop for a couple of things. I track my sleep. I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but 
it's yeah, still yeah. good to know. It's still good to know kind of what, what you're doing a, a little bit, um, track my HRV. And then I just kind of more or less look at my strain and see my workouts, you know, where I'm at level wise. Yeah. Um, you know, I can kind of track, um, how I'm going to feel the next day. Uh, yeah. and obviously, you know, sleep plays a part in that and, and, you know, all the different metrics that you do. I'm not that big of an analytic nerd as it relates to, you know, all the yeah. stuff that I can do with this thing. It, yeah. uh, probably should maybe dive a little deeper and maybe do a couple tutorials to, to get a little bit more out of it. But, uh, but mainly I just kind of track my sleep and, and, uh, yeah. and my workout just to get a gauge as to, you know, should I be working harder? You know, how does my body feel? All that type of stuff. And, um, you can, you can certainly see a difference as you stay more consistent. Um, you know, yeah. the data gets a little tighter and it, and it gets a better understanding on your body. You know, I think it, it seems like it adjusts as it gets more comfortable with your settings and kind of regulate your body. Yeah. I'm about a year and a half in. So I, uh, it, kind of locked in. I, I don't want to make claims, but here journey increases your HRV. Uh, you heard it from me. You heard, you heard it from me. Yes. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we let you go, I mean, I got any playoff predictions. I know, uh, the Panthers who, you know, you worked with and the team operations there for a while are, are pretty hot right now. So, uh, they are, what do you think? They are rocking and rolling. Um, yeah, yeah I, you know, Carolina, Florida, um, in the East, you, you have to think the Carolina is the favorite, yep. uh, but, but Florida has, you know, slayed two dragons in Boston and, and Toronto and, um, they, you know, they're hot right now. It's pretty yeah. hard to bet against a team that is playing as well as they are and, and have the ability and the resolve to come back and, and, you know, score overtime winner over, overtime goals or, or tie a game late uh they they have that never die attitude and and uh and in the west you know you got dallas seattle tonight for game seven and, and vegas already in beating uh edmonton last night so um that'll be a good uh whoever vegas yeah. plays dallas or seattle is playing well i i think dallas would be the favorite tonight being at home and and uh they seem to have kind of got their home game figured out. Yeah. It's funny how the playoffs that used to always just be, especially in hockey, it used to be, you know, the home, the home team would typically win. And yeah. that's why home ice was so important. And now we're seeing in the playoffs, you know, over the last four or five years, home ice doesn't really matter. I mean, it's, it's almost yeah. like you want to start on the road to try to get a, <laughs> to steal one. And then you can kind of get rolling from there, but yeah. It uh, you know, teams don't seem to be afraid to start on the road anymore. Uh, I've been talking to Tom a lot about whether I, I, in the in the fall he thinks I think he's going to like miss the game of football. And do you watch hockey and just like is there that little like kind of like oh man I just want to get out there like do you miss it or do you not do you not that doesn't cross your mind? I I did I did for the first few years, uh, and then I turned forty and I'm like, mm. yeah. Body's not sore every single morning. I can, I mean, it still hurts to walk around, but not, not nearly as bad as it did. Yeah. Um, you know, I first year out, I 100%. You know, I think you get more yeah. comfortable the longer you're out, and then you realize, all right, the game's faster. You know, like 
you know, people always like, oh, you look good. You can still play. I'm like, yeah, nice try. <laughs> Do you yeah. know how fast these guys are? Yeah, it's funny though. It's the, the thing I always hear guys say they miss the most isn't the actual playing. It's like the, it's being in the locker room with the guys. Did you find that? Yeah, it's it's everything other than the game. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. You know, the preparation, it's the discipline, it's the locker room, it's you know the the thrill to compete and and win or lose with your brothers and uh, um, you know that that's I think I think the hardest part of any athlete when they're done I mean it's the game is the game and yeah you want to compete you want to win it's you know the thrill of winning and losing but it's more about the process and being in the locker room with the guys and and getting ready to you know compete at a high level and and test yourself against the best and you know I think that's where people struggle the most is is that side of it and uh you know very very few people as they get older um i think that the game is the final result of the yeah. other stuff that you really like doing yeah for sure well and you get and you get you know i'm sure for tom he seems like he's pretty tight on what he needs to do every single day to prepare for a season that's the stuff that you have to find structure elsewhere right when you don't have that you know that oh here's what i do every single day in the lead up to a season in the lead up to my start of my training camp, et cetera. Fine. You have idle time. You, you don't fill it with maybe working out all the time or what have you. You yeah. need to figure out what you're going to do with your idle time. And that's where I think a lot of guys get into trouble. Yeah, for sure. Well, Chris, really appreciate you uh, joining us today and welcome to the two timer club. And uh, yes. I, uh, I cannot wait to try some uh, journey whiskey there and uh, cheers, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. And good luck on your journey. <laughs> please enjoy the journey yeah. the journey whiskey with no e uh at on instagram twitter and the world wide web we will uh we'll link to it all thanks all Chris. Right. awesome